Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dental.net. Brittany Griner landed in San Antonio in the early hours this morning after being released from Russia in a prisoner swap yesterday. She then had a medical evaluation and will return home soon. Fran McCaffrey in Iowa will stay at home for Sunday's conference opener against Wisconsin. UCLA Athletic Director Martin Jarmon says the benefits of moving to the Big Ten far outweigh the challenges ahead of the pending decision by the California Board of Regents. I'm Joel Sir. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where you can ask for the famous sound off sandwich. Four. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, MIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to Mike Palm. We only have him for 10 minutes or so, so let's get to him. Mike, Trent, and Ken, sorry I missed you this week. How are you? I'm okay. Just back from Washington, D.C., so uh, ready to get back to the grind. I saw you seeing uh, you were at the Georgetown game, what, Wednesday night, I think? Yeah, at the Cap Center. They played Siena. My hotel was like six blocks from there, and the, the conference wrapped up late afternoon, so... I said, hey, why not go over? Yeah. I said, how much are the tickets? I walked up, and they said, well, do you live here? Do you have a, a Washington, D.C. driver's license? I said, no, I'm from out of town. She goes, oh, that's too bad. It's free for residents. <laughs> yeah. wow. So I end up, I was sitting 11 rows up center court, and I paid $17 for this. Oh, wow, you can't beat that. Uh, can't yeah. beat that. Uh, you can't beat a Vegas Golden Knights game, too, for entertainment, not only on the ice, but just the whole experience. The second time I've been, Mike, um, we'll talk more about it on Tuesday on the hook. Uh, but, boy, that's, that is a fun, fun atmosphere. Whether, you know what? I don't even think you need to be a hockey fan to experience it, do you? Were there more Ranger fans than Knight fans? There were a lot. I don't. You know what? One of the other things funny you mentioned that. I don't think there were a lot of them, Mike. Uh, but just looking around the arena, all the different jerseys. You know, just yeah. so many guys, just so many different sweaters, as we call them, growing up uh, in the stands. So let's talk about uh, let's let's talk about some of the numbers. One of the big t- talkers the the four days I was the two days I was out there uh, was this Minnesota Detroit line. A lot of people scratching their heads at this number. That how in the world can the Lions and their record be favored over the Vikings, uh, who lead the division at ten and two? Were you surprised at the number, Mike? And are you surprised at the at the not blowback, but kind of reaction to it? No, I think the Lions should be favored. I mean, we opened Vikings three, but this Vikings team, even the win over the Jets, statistically, I mean, the Jets kicked five field goals. They really should have covered, if not won the game. Uh, and look, if the Lions don't mismanage their last offensive possession on Thanksgiving Day. They probably won five in a row, and they're right in the thick of the playoff race. I mean, they still are in the race. So it opened Vikings three. It quickly went to Lions one, one and a half, two. We hit two and a half. Some places even went Lions three. And now back in the market, it's vacillating between one and a half and two. But the Lions are going to be the favorite when this game kicks. And I don't disagree with that. 
I, I don't either. And you look at any analytical based model and that's ultimately what sports wagering is and the way that you guys come up with lines. They say that this is the worst ten and two season. I saw football outsiders had also through the nine and three teams in the mix. It's still the worst team of all time with that kind of record. Wow. It just shows you this Vikings team, they're winning close games, and that's not a sustainable model. Let's continue with the NFL and what you saw last night. Of course, the Raiders, always a well backed team, but the Rams get the outright victory. What did that mean for you guys in the book? Well, if the if the Raiders would have won by six, it was the, and under was the worst result of all, which was over a half million loss. Wow! Um, the Rams coming the Rams coming back and winning cut the loss in half. When they pinned them down on the two yard line with that rolling punt, that would have been you know that would have been like a million dollar safety for us because we would have went from like minus six fifty one way to plus three hundred the other if it would have been Raiders by you know more than six, seven or more. So. Uh, you know, we were in a bad spot. It's just so unbelievable. There's like ten things that happened in that game for that for for the for the Rams to win. I mean, how the car pickup at the end of the half, yeah. offsides on a punt, knocking the ball away. I mean, that was so huge. That yeah, yeah, that's really the play of the game. I think it is. Sacked him. You're second and nineteen with a running clock. You're like got a five percent chance to score at that point. But he gave him fifteen yards and stopped the clock, and suddenly it becomes thirty five. I heard Al Michaels this morning. He's, he's he's lamenting the fact that he didn't use. Do you believe in Mayfield? Yeah, <laughs> which would have been which would have been pretty darn good. Um, a couple more things. Uh, so tomorrow, Army Navy. It's you know there's a couple all the college football games, but it's a standalone. It's a noon kickoff. What does that game normally do in um, uh, business wise? What kind of right will you have on Army Navy? Look, nobody or very few of us spend a lot of time watching these teams during the regular season, but it's that one day right where where everybody or most people, anyways, have an interest in this football game. What kind of right will you do? It, it would be, if, yeah, let's put it this way, uh, on a normal Saturday, it would be a top five right, just because it's a standalone game uh, and there's really nothing else to bet. People will be betting college basketball or hockey and this and that. But and, and people like to bet this game one way or the other. And on what, how many straight years has it gone under? But the total's never been this low. And I've been a proponent of blindly betting unders in service academy games just because there are so few possessions. But the lowest number I think I ever went under was 36. And now you're looking at 32 and a half. I mean, that's really hard. But when you think about it, a normal college football game, it has only about 55% of the possessions because of all the running. Changes it. 32 and a half feels like a low number. And also weather, wind, uh, not quite the same as it is in a normal game just because these teams don't throw the ball a whole lot. College football and the bowl games. What is your guys' limits right now, and have you had to adjust in some of these bowl games just because of the great unknown? Of course, you guys have the highest limits out there. You know, For the everyday Joe that wants to put down a big wager, you can do it with Circa Sports. How has that changed, if, if at all, for you guys in these bowl games? Well, we've had to deal with that in the last couple of years because of these people opting out for various reasons. Uh, now, mostly, it's for the, it's for the draft. Um, so... The limits right now at the minor bowl games, we're taking 20000 on a side and 5000 on a total. Mm-hmm. And then as we get into some of the larger bowl games, um, you know, we'll get up to thirty or forty depending on the game. And then as the game gets closer, those will go up too. I mean, uh, on the New Year's Day games, you'll be able to get 100000 down uh, 24 hours before the game. Uh, Croatia beating Brazil, what kind of result was that for you guys? You know, uh, it, it wasn't bad. 
especially in the futures market. You have to consider that because mm-hmm. a lot of people were on um, Brazil in the futures market. Um, the under wasn't terrific for us because people were on that under two and a half Brazil being a, a, a team. But overall, because of the futures market, it's a positive result. Last night we saw the big game here in our state, Iowa, Iowa State. Chris Murray is out. That point spread continued to dwindle down further and further. Ultimately, Iowa goes out and completely dominates that basketball game. What did you see last night? Good result for Circa, as I'm going to guess you had a lot of money on Iowa State. Yeah, we were taking all Iowa State money, both in Nevada, Colorado, and, of course, in Iowa. And mm-hmm. the game was over early, yeah. um, uh, which really deadened the action on it, right? We didn't see... Uh, much in-game or second-half betting at all. So it was a good result to start the night out, but then, of course, the, the football game wiped it out. <laughs> I'll get you out of here on this because uh, we know you're limited on time. Is there one bowl game, Mike, that you've um, you know grabbed your app and, and, and made a play on? Is there is there one right now you like more than others? You know, I played Florida State uh, over Oklahoma. Um, it's the only one I've played so far just because I'm fearful that number is going to go up. Uh, I got it at seven and a half. I think the number might touch ten. Who knows? Florida State's played really, really, yeah. really well. I like what North Mike Norvell has done with that team. And Oklahoma's sort of on the downside here. Um, I don't think this game's going to be close. But that's the only game I've bet so far. Good stuff, Mike. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. We'll be back with us uh, next uh, next Friday. Thank you, Mike Palm. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Yep, you do the same. Mike Palm, VP of Operations at uh, at Circa Sports. You don't have to be a sports better to experience Circa. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's one thing we should uh, hit on as well because there's so much other stuff going yeah. on. You know, it was uh, I was only on Fremont Street once. Okay, um, in the, the two nights that I was there, the two days I was there, it's um, quieter. Now it's not a Friday or Saturday. That was a uh-huh. Tuesday night and a Wednesday night. Yeah. But it's uh, it was a lot more quiet than I remember in the summer. We were there in August. It's hot. Yeah, people are out early too. Oh, absolutely. At yeah, just chill, chill a little bit. Nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. It's a fun, fun place. It really is. And so, what restaurants did you hit this time? Bacon Nation. You hit Bacon Nation. Yeah, I had uh, we had breakfast there. Legal. Oh yeah, I saw Williams trying to hug you. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a weird duck. Uh, he's a different kid. <laughs> he really is. Uh, Bacon Nation, 8 East. The the Asian food was just phenomenal. Seriously, I, people maybe think this is hyperbolic. I There's not an Asian restaurant that is anywhere close to what I've had at 8 East. It is yeah. and everything on the menu. From something as simple as just their wings, their mm-hmm. ribs that they have at the top for the appetizers. Pot stickers. Oh, those are so good. Short rib pot stickers. And there is nothing that I've had that is ever close to their biscuit fried rice. It's incredible. The whole table had it. We, the first time uh, that I took Tara there, we went there one night. In fact, Derek told us, hey, we're like, we're not you know looking for anything big. He's, just go try it. And we went there and he said, and you have to have the brisket fried rice. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. We went back the next day again for yeah. lunch. I mean, it's, it is that good. I love that place. And- for just kind of a more of a casual dining option, I can't think of another place I'd rather go in Vegas for a casual dining than 80s. It's that good. No, I, it's, it's it's really, really good. I, I, can, I can buy that. I can buy that. And then what else did we do? So I went to the hockey game. My son and I went to the hockey game on Wednesday Saw night. Saw those guys were at Barry's. 
They were at Barry's. Yep. Yeah. They went down to the steakhouse at Barry's, and I met them up at the Legacy Club afterwards for one. I had a 4.30 a.m. wake-up call. Ooh. That's tough in Vegas. It yes. hits different. 4.30, your alarm goes off, hits different in Vegas. Ooh, uh, they were, boy, Hassel, he put the fun meter in the red zone. Good. Yeah, him, Williams. Good to see Bloom. Talk to Bloomy for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, being out there. I had another thing I want to say about Vegas, and I forgot about it. Uh, anyways, so we'll you go to the strip at all? Uh, yeah, we went to Mandalay Bay because uh-huh. we were going to the hockey game. Oh, right. And right. I, we wanted to go bet some horses, and uh-huh. I watched the Cyhawk women's game. They had it on one of the screens there. Nice. Pleasantly surprised. Boy, that was an eye-opener. They go to the half, and Cyclones were, I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell it was going to be a pretty good game, but I thought, you know what, Iowa State's got a chance to win this, and then the third quarter happened. Well, and they couldn't, eight straight missed free throws from a Bill Finley coached team. I that. I was eight. floored. It's unthinkable. It was eight. See, I did. We didn't. The sound wasn't on. Right, right. Didn't draw the sound. Um, but yeah, I, I, I saw the. I didn't realize it was eight. Eight straight free throws, and Iowa State had plenty of opportunities mm-hmm. to kind of open it up. They're up five, and boy, and, they, and seemingly had Caitlin Clark in check early in the game, and then Caitlin Clark. Yeah. It's she went from the logo. A couple. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah, and then after the game. In the press conference, she goes and talks to the uh, play-by-play and the commentator. For yeah, the I saw SPF that. Uh, uh, Beth Moans and uh, Antonelli, Deb Antonelli, and said, "Hey, it's not just us. That Iowa State's good." Mentioned Drake and you and I two at Valley Schools. That's awesome. That's an Iowa girl right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, saw, I thought uh, I didn't hear it, but I saw the uh, the Twitter feedback after from it was uh, was good to see. Well, the Hawkeye Winter Sports it means Hawkeye State for the Winter Sports, right? It is. Got wrestling tighter yeah. than anticipated, and came back, got the win on the women's side, and then what happened last night on the men's uh-huh. side? So the women, the Iowa women, were favored, correct? They were. Yeah. And I, I forgot to ask Paul and that. I also had it in my list. I forgot. I'm going to guess. I mean, it's the same kind of narrative that we had with kind of the men's game. Iowa State women were playing a lot better. Iowa women struggled defensively so much. Are they going to be able to turn it around? Ashley Jones trying to win in her home city Mm, for the last time, the last opportunity to win. There There were so many, again, the narrative-based conversations that we have as opposed to the Mm analytic-based. Men's and women's games, I think, kind of played out in the exact same fashion. I'm going to guess they probably were on the right side also the women's game. At Circa. Wouldn't be a bit surprised. Well, Tom Kakert is going to join us. He will um, reminisce about uh, the, the wrestling and the women and then last night's uh, men's game. Perhaps there's some college football when it comes to Iowa news that he's got that he can share uh, share with us, if we'll certainly ask him. Uh, Miller and Condon, we're here until 1 o'clock. We still haven't. How do you want to give away these Wisconsin-Iowa tickets? It's a great question. We'll talk to you in the break. Yeah. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. With year-end approaching, you may have a surplus of dental care as part of your health plan. Fuller Dental has appointments available between now and year's end. Visit fullerdental.net or call 515-266-3437, 266-3437 to schedule your appointment at Fuller Family Dental. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines and a new location in Altoona, online fullerdental.com. Miller and Condon, 
Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A quick uh, Iowa State note before we get uh, Tom Cakert in here. TJ Tampa just uh, put it out on Twitter. He is staying at Iowa State. Well, that's good. He had me nervous there for a moment. Yeah, they probably had Cyclone Nation nervous. Yes. Because he had a significant offer from a power in the SEC uh, to go there in six figures. I mean, I heard 200 grand. Oh, wow. Uh, so did the We Will Collective come you know, up with a little I, something extra? I, I, I believe probably. No, I'm not sure if they can play at that level right. or whatever. But yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the bottom line, TJ Tampa is going to be back for his final season Great. at Iowa State. Let's get Tom Cakert uh, in here. We will recap last night, probably go back to, to Sunday, and then obviously Wednesday, get some football stuff. QB1 was in the building last night, Tom Cakert. How are you? Yeah, he was. His first appearance in... Uh... Um, Iowa fans figured it out pretty quickly because Did they? they were uh, yeah. they were they were streaming over there at a regular basis for photos and autographs. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, so he he was uh, very popular, and as he was leaving, he um, uh, um, was getting an ovation as he headed towards the tunnel at Carver, and uh, he pumped his fist in the air and clapped, and you know the whole bit. So. I think he's a he's a very popular figure in the greater Iowa City region right now. Yeah, he brought a tight he end with the him. Nation, <laughs> I mean Hawkeye Nation. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Eric Gall was there, the former Michigan wide uh, tight end. A lot of people anticipated connecting dots. They're very close. That he will be there. And he had good numbers, did he not? Two years ago, yeah, yeah, he was twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. And I think only had three catches this past season. But who else? If it is Eric Gall, who else is a realistic target here for Iowa to help out Cade McNamara? Well, um, uh, the Tasala kid from uh, um, the D2 level, I, I know they're looking at Charleston Southern uh, wide receiver. It was, uh, you know, Philip R. Anderson's kid. Um, they're looking at him. Uh, I think it's still kind of evolving, guys. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be any, like, definite, but I, I know that they're probably done recruiting like the prep wide receivers, but I, I think they want to probably get like three wide receivers in the portal for next year. So I think that's kind of job one right now is to um, firm up their, their, their wide receivers in the portal and figure that out and uh, kind of go from there. What not, and forgive me, Tom and, and Trent, because I've been gone all week, and I'm sure you guys have discussed this plenty of times. But when McNamara mentioned the uh, the new offense and, and realizes that uh, you know the the staff realizes they've got to make some change, what do you think they meant by that, Tom? And does this go all the way to the um, to the offensive coordinator's office? I mean, what what are we hearing there, and what do you think McNamara meant? Yeah, I, I think it's more just about got to do do what we do better more than anything else. I don't, I just don't anticipate them like drastically changing what they do. And maybe they'll prove me wrong, but um, I, I think it's more, it's going to be more about do what we do and do that better. And um, maybe enhance the talent level a little bit. And, um, and I, I think they can, if they can do those things, um, no, they'll, I think they'll be in good shape, but if they can't, then, they're going to continue to struggle. I, I, right now, I don't think there's going to be a change at offensive coordinator, but mm. I, that's just based on the fact that I, I just don't see a scenario where Kirk Ferentz is going to relieve his son of his duties. That's idiotic. <laughs> not, not honestly. This was 
the second worst offense in the country. It was awful a year ago. He has been bad in six years on the job. That is an absolutely terrible decision yeah, to bring this, him there back. Could, Brian, Brian could be find a, a different job right. in the NFL. So that's and the only that hope. That's the only hope that Belichick or Bill O'Brien, if he gets a job, that he throws him a lifeline. Yeah. That's the only hope. Kurt Ferentz, at this point in his career, does not have enough that he is going to do what he should have done and should have done a year ago and get rid of his son. That's where we are. Yeah, I, that's scary. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I, do you realistically think he'd he'd fire his son? No, I don't. I don't. And that's I why he should have never been hired a decade ago. Yeah, I thought he'd do it himself, yeah. Tom. I thought Brian would take himself out. I didn't think I didn't he think might. Dad could, and he might. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he might end up doing that. Yeah, that's why nepotism laws are in place. No, you're right, and it's it's, it's creeping in. There's more and more schools. So let's talk about the bowl game itself, Tom. Um, look, I, I'm guessing on your board at HawkeyeReport.com, you're not seeing a ton of buzz about this game. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's uh, it's it's New Year's Eve, uh, eleven o'clock. It's before the semifinals, so it's a pretty good window. What's it going up against? Oh, it's Alabama K State, isn't it? I think. Oh. Uh- Maybe, but I don't even know if that's going on. Then maybe it is, but no, because that it might. Be. I thought that was a night um, game as well, but I think I think I saw that somewhere. Well, regardless, the final games are later that way. This is all the lead into the big semifinal, game. right? So the buzz itself. I mean, <laughs> I know did did you even get out? Are you going to have a charter, Tom? Are you going to put anything together at Hawkeye Report? No. I mean, I can't think. No. There's much buzz for this. There's not much demand. I uh-huh. wouldn't think. I mean, it's a great destination, no. and you can drive to it. So it's got that going for it. Yeah, and you can drive uh, from Iowa fairly comfortably, and uh, I've kind of just referred to it now as the backup bowl <laughs> yeah, because right, it's, yeah. it's going to be all backups in yeah. this game. Uh, you know, just to, at some of the major positions. I mean, Iowa's wide receiver position is going to be a lot of backups. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Kentucky quarterback backup, mm-hmm. running back. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be running out like their third and fourth string running backs. Jeez. And, yeah, because um, smoke know, is gone and Rodriguez is gone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, um, th- yeah, so they're they're running short on guys. Yeah. Um, and I was running out their third or fourth string quarterback. So yeah, it's the the backup bowl. Hmm. Was there any blowback to think? I mean, I I was on the Trent and I talked about it leading up to last week that I just couldn't believe that they would put to. We just saw this game a year ago. I, I was surprised yeah. that, that this game that that's what um, that's what we got. I thought you know, you know give it a couple of years if these te- we want to match these teams up again. I just it's just not sexy. There's nothing good about this. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's just like it's it's the same bowl game with all the backups. So <laughs> right. it's like there's nothing like intriguing about it. Where you know, hey, I wonder how Will Levis will, will be as a you know he's a potential first round pick mm-hmm. or um, you know Spencer Petrus's last ride kind of thing or yeah. whatever. Does and, he go out like Kyle McCann, right? A guy that took a lot of arrows in his career and then or, finally or, in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, Nate Chandler, another one like that. Right, out, yeah. A good Outback Bowl win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we're not getting that at all. And um, it's just, yeah, it's it. I think it's the, the only good thing about it is the game is at noon, so everybody can, you know, go home and take a nap and then go out and party <laughs> in Nashville on New Year's Eve. Yeah, something to be said for that. So, so just. Um... Um, real quick, following up, when will you get down there? Will you go with your normal, you know, three, four days in advance? Uh, what do you, What do you plan, Tom? Yeah, I'm probably like the 
27th or so. Mm-hmm. Um, get down there. Something like that is my guess. Gotcha. That's the Tuesday. Go ahead, Trent. Let's get into some basketball and the win last night, although the win's the last two nights from both the women's and the men's team. Now, the narrative going into both of them, oh boy, Iowa might be in some trouble here. A dominating second half from the women and a dominating start from the men as they coast into the victory. How was the environment last night? How, how was it? You get out to a 15 nothing run. That's got to get the energy pretty juiced up in that place. Yeah, it was... Uh... They were fired up last night. It was a good crowd. Um, I thought the fans really made a difference. I thought the student section made a difference. Wow. Uh, and that's something we haven't said in a, in a while, but they were, um, that place was full with students. And we don't see that too often. So, real positive for Iowa to get all the students there. And they were involved. And, yeah, and when you get off to a start like that, boy, it's just hard not to be hyped up at that point so yeah they were that was a good crowd um and they made a difference and and uh you know iowa played their best game of the year they did and without their best player Without their best player, and I love the way they played their best game, and it was to me it was Robracha, right? When he scored early in the basketball game, Tom, and as he's running up the floor, went out of his way to bump shoulders with a couple of Cyclones, you could just tell that this team was not going to be pushed around. They weren't going to, you know, they, they're they're tired of listening to the fact that we got out physical last year, that Iowa State's a much more physical team, that Iowa can't handle this type of play. I thought Robracha set the tone early in that game. Yeah, the, uh, the the Serbian in him came out a little bit there, right? Yeah. You know, just the, yeah. the old EuroLeague toughness uh, just kind of showed up for him. And I think that filtered uh, down to everybody else. I think Perkins hitting a couple shots early, mm-hmm. three really relaxed everybody, and they seemed to shoot the ball a little bit better from the outside in the game. And you know what else? I forgot. I, I didn't even realize this until last night when I got there and I was looking at Iowa State's schedule again and I was like, holy cow, this is like their first true road game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and they played like it. They mm-hmm. played tentative and like kind of shell shocked by being in the environment and it, it showed up and they just could never dig themselves out of the hole after that. Tom, it's a quick turnaround again Sunday against yeah. Wisconsin. Chris Murray, it sounds like the likelihood of playing not just in that game, but for the next couple of weeks is is definitely out there. What are you hearing about the injury? And, I mean, completely off the board, any chance of him playing Wisconsin? Is this shut him down for a few weeks and hope for the best? I, I think I've seen you mention maybe some plantar fasciitis issues. Yeah, and it, it is in it. I, I don't anticipate that he's going to probably, well, the next time we'll see him will probably be after January 1. And their schedule is kind of light from now to then after Wisconsin. You know, they got two bye games and then the two Big Ten games on the road at Nebraska, at Penn State, um, which could be tricky without Chris, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, just because they're on the road, too. Uh, but after that, you know, I, I would target maybe like the Indiana game, January 5th, um, which is the 40th anniversary of Cover Hawkeye Arena. So, How about that? Uh, I, I think um, that will... That might be a, a date to look at, but it's tricky. You know, he's got to heal up. And the one thing that they're not going to do, um, I, I know this for a fact, just because of his, um, you know, draft status, uh, potential draft status, they are not going to rush him back mm-hmm. uh, from 
from this. They're going to make sure he's 100% before he comes back because they don't want him to continue to struggle with it and be hurt again. How much uh, going into the game, Tom, how much do you think that the, the players uh, knew that the, you know 500 was out there and to do it against your in-state rival, do it in front of the fan base? How, how much do you think that was was talked about? Clearly it'd be, it, it got brought up more so after the game when it became apparent that he's going to be able to, you know, to, to, to reach that milestone. How big of a talker was it prior to, do you think? Um. Not a lot, but it was funny talking to Connor after the game, and Connor uh, went off the court, and he said he'd forgotten about it until Patrick yelled at him. So, really? I think I think Patrick's going to get the Good Son Award, yeah. you know, yeah, this week. So, um, yeah, but that was pretty cool, and you know, the the, the locker room celebration. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they dumped like so much water on Fran that he had to change his entire outfit, mm-hmm. including his shoes. Jeez. So. <laughs> Uh, because he was so soaked, but uh, that's a cool moment for Fran yeah. to uh, to get 500 at home uh, with, you know, I I think that might be the first game that both boys started together, but I'm not mm. positive, but it might have been, but just to have both of his sons in the lineup starting in that game and uh, I, I think that's got to be pretty cool. No, it was. And, and I think uh, Frank got a little bit choked up, showed it on TV when Patrick came over after the game for the hug. In fact, it seemed like Fran kind of reached out to him, don't leave me, son. I've got a tear running down my eyes. Uh, but you could tell that that uh, that father-son moment was pretty special. Yeah, it was. And, and good for them. And yep. the whole family was there. Um, daughter's back from uh, college. And uh, Jack was there, too, um, uh, young Jack McCaffrey, the the youngest, mm-hmm. he was there too. So they all got to share that moment together as a family, and that's uh, that's pretty cool. HawkeyeReport.com, Tom Caker. Tom, thank you as always. Uh, we'll talk to you in a week's time. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Tom Caker. HawkeyeReport.com. A good week for the Hawks, to say the very least, right? Positive feeling. Now yep. finish the week. Be 1-0 for a couple of weeks, and... Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. Yeah, to be well, Wisconsin's a very winnable basketball game. It, it is, yeah. I mean, it's Wisconsin. You know right. what it's going to be, and yeah. it's going to be dictated by officiating. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, but it's you know what? That was uh, going back to last night. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Was there an instance that? Oh my God! How'd you miss that? I don't. I thought it was pretty well officiated it was, game. It was, but again, fifteen nothing. Yeah, twenty right. to two. Yeah, good point. And because it was, because I thought it's going to be a little chippy in mm-hmm. the beginning. I'm wondering if the score getting the way that it did maybe prevented yeah. some of that. I think so. Uh, you know that extra stuff because look, they Perkins brought you, and you know that the clones aren't going to back down from mm-hmm. it. But just the fact that the Hawks were willing to uh, to play that, uh, I, I think it's a prize to Iowa State. I really do. Yeah. Um, picks. How, well, our picks. I know we got to give away these tickets. Oh yeah, let's take. Uh... Let's take caller number eight. How about that? Well, that means you got to sing a note before it's the seven people. I can't tell people no. I will. I got it. You, sir, you you don't mind doing that? Yeah, it's just caller number one. You're done. Caller two. Yeah. Caller three. Two eight four five nine six six five one five two eight four five nine six six. If if you can go to the Wisconsin game, it's on Sunday night. It's a five o'clock tip. It's Wisconsin. It's Iowa. And caller number eight. Trent's going to disappoint seven of you. That's right. <laughs> and that's next. And then our picks. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.7. to your podcast. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports, 
sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, right, final few minutes here of our week. Boy, the week went fast. Well, when you work one day. <laughs> well, two hours. Uh, it did it, it, uh, go pretty quick. Anyway. Did you meet anybody for us out there at the horse racing thing? Any help out over there? Um, I helped myself out, I think. Wow. Uh, no, not really. It's Miller and Connie. I know, but yeah, I was I was more so. I was out there not before our radio right. show. I know. Now I our know. radio show, I was out there for in Vegas, right? And I did some yeoman's work. Oh, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, but let's get into our picks. Got to be able to write off that trip. So, well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, our picks. Ooh. What did you do last week? Uh, two and three. So that's what I was as well. I think that's a high water mark for you. It over is. The last I, month. I haven't had a only one loss uh, week in a long time. But uh, we're going to do four NFL games. Mm-hmm. We are going to do, uh, by the way, congratulations to Barrett Rodness. Uh, he won the tickets. I'll get those to you uh, some point here early afternoon. Barrett, if you're happy to be listening, enjoy the game. Wisconsin and Iowa, courtesy of Dr. Stephen Fuller, FullerDental.net. He's got, a, I think, four or five other games he's going to give away tickets on. Let's get to your picks, TC. It's your T-Box. Here we go once again trying to climb to Mount 500, dug us self or a deep hole. But the NFL, that's where it's been. And this week, well, we just have one college, and we do have... For pro, though we can go to the FCS level. In fact, I think I am going to head Are there you? for a pick or two. Going to kick things off though in the NFL. I've been on it all week. I know the narrative out there. I am on the Lions. It was my first bet of the week. That thing stunk right away. And when they sniff mm-hmm. something out, do it. Currently laying two points. Give me the Lions. With there's pick. still some two and a halfs because I've grabbed them. Oh, you're going the other way. Mm-hmm. Well, we will go head to head in that one. Another divisional game. I think the narrative's gone too far. Cincinnati looked great last week. They get it done against Kansas City. Cleveland can't stop the run, yada, yada, yada. You're going to see Watson play a lot better this week, certainly against Cincinnati. I think you will. That was shaking some rust off, so you got that component of it. I like that part, and on top of it, I just like divisional games and grabbing the points. I will do it. Give me the six with the Brownies in pick number two. Mention the FCS playoffs coming on. And happening this weekend. In fact, three games tonight. How about that? As we'll get three of the four games that will be played. I'm jumping aboard with Incarnate Word. Sacramento State's undefeated. Saw them play you and I earlier this season. Incarnate Word, though, can score. In a game that looks to be a shootout, I always like to grab the points. I will grab the just north of a touchdown, I believe it is. Let me pull it back up here. As it just went down, want to get you that official number. Tonight, yes, we're going with a current word in the matchup. There it is. It is six and a half. Not going to find a seven out there. We'll grab the six and a half, though, with Incarnate Word. And I'm on Army. I'm going to go with the midshipman mm. with the pick. I'm going to grab the three points that is out there. Currently, give me the field goal and Army with pick number four. My best bet of the week. We go back to the NFL for it. All kinds of games that I really like this weekend. The one, though, that continues to jump off the pages. Your Denver Broncos getting the nine and a half. I know they can't score. The defense is still really good. How many divisional games have we seen? Just last year, final week of the season, Kansas City with everything to play for. That thing went down to the wire. Give me the Broncos plus the nine and a half. We have three games that are, well, we're involved in the same in three of the games. I'll start in the uh, start in the college game. I'm uh, laying the two and a half. I can, there's still two and a halfs out there. I, I like the way Navy finished their season. Um, they just they're they're playing well. Nice win over UCF. Had Notre Dame on the ropes. Uh, Cincinnati the week before that game was closer than the score indicated. Neither of these teams uh, got the six wins. But I'll take David to beat Arby tomorrow two o'clock CBS to the NFL. We go. I agree with you on the Broncos. I'm going to take the nine and a half points. I think this is Denver's opportunity 
not to salvage the season, but in a season that has just gone incredibly poorly, if they can play the Chiefs tough in front of the home folks, that might kind of like a Band-Aid type of thing. Uh, but I'll take Denver and give me the nine and a half points. The Cowboys are laying a bunch of points, 17 and a half. That defense is so good. Houston is playing for the number one pick in the draft. Their season is over. Dallas... I like the Cowboys. Despite 17 and a half, it's a lot of points. This game's got 34 to 10, 28 to 3, kind of written all over it. How many are you laying? 17 and a half. In the NFL? And it's a lot. This is a huge number in the NFL. I'm going to lay it, though. Why not, Trent? My season can't go any worse. <laughs> uh, when I saw the Vikings in the, in the Lions line, everybody's going, there's got to be someone this. Give me the Lions. I'm going to take the Vikings. Give me the 10 and 2 team. The Lions are playing exceptionally well. My best bet of the week. Uh, Cincinnati's won six out of their last seven games. The one game they lost was on Monday night in Cleveland, where they were embarrassed. Remember that? Mm-hmm. They've got a score to settle. Give me the Bengals. My best bet of the week. That's going to do it for Miller and Condon. Murph and Andy are up next. The Drive with Heather and Sean at 3. Have a wonderful weekend.